beware the Ides of March. I have to be real careful because put simply, I am two separate people. I don't like to put stock into astrology, but I am a Pisces. They say the symbol for Pisces represents two fish tied together and swimming in opposite directions. It expresses the duality of Pisces. A person connected to this sign is a mediator between two different realities. And you know what? I find that being the case all of the time. I want to be here hanging out with y'all, but I need to be out taking care of my family, hunting, not just gathering great content for everybody, right? But I'm also a hyperlocal man of leisure. Even though this is a fun time, gosh, sometimes I can't even get around to doing that when I'm so relaxed. Here's how I used to put it. A dichotopotamus, two animals at once. One eats by gathering, the other animal hunts. In the winter months, nuts and berries hard to find, so on lunch we dine on what the predator provides. And I find that to be the case almost every year. In those winter months, gosh, I'm out there hustling hard, but a little bit of heat and man, I'm spraying on the suntan. It just feels so much better to be me in the spring. And here we are. Let's get to it. Today, I want to talk about intellectual property, madness, and peach baskets today on this episode of Joshin' Around. Baseball is America's national pastime. Football dominates the national conversation, but I was always taught in gym class that basketball was truly American. Created by James Naismith in 1891, when he threw a ball through a peach basket that was nailed up on a post. James Naismith wrote the original basketball rule book and founded the University of Kansas basketball program. But I just found out today, the great James Naismith is Canadian, eh? The madness of March begins today in basketball. Remember, I can't say it the other way around because that's totally trademarked. When it comes to madness, though, sometimes we associate that with hatters, thanks to Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland, though he never calls the hatter in his story mad. Erethiasm, or erethiasm mercalius, is a neurological disorder which affects the whole central nervous system. This is also sometimes known as mercury poisoning or the Mad Hatter disease. Historically, this was common among Old England felt hat makers who used mercury to stabilize the wool in a process called felting, where hair was cut from a pelt of an animal such as a rabbit. The industrial workers were exposed to the mercury vapors, giving rise to the expression, mad as a hatter. I hope you find some madness today, but only in a good way, you know, like, hoo 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 If you listened to the show yesterday, you might think I'm suffering from a bit of the madness, and you're not wrong. I'll tell you one thing's for sure, my Uber rating is in the gutter, and with good reason. One thing I could use on any map app is a button I can push to say no to driving through the ghetto, unless it's absolutely necessary. Can you just route me around? Especially if I'm walking. Last night, I asked a rickshaw driver to take us to our hotel, and he reluctantly bid $60. I had to say no, and then said, honey, let's just walk. That's where my map app should have said, hail to the no, to the no, no, no. Intellectual property, or IP, is a certain type of property that includes intangible creations of the human intellect. This includes copyrights, patents, and trademarks. 
though also includes trade secrets like Colonel Sanders' blend of 11 herbs and spices. The reason intellectual property law exists is to encourage the creation of a wide variety of intellectual goods by giving you property rights over what you create. Now, it's only for a limited time. Trade secrets last forever. As long as those herbs and spices are commercially viable, the colonel can continue to use them. Everything else, though, is 70 years after the creator's death. President Trump has started to protect intellectual property now. It's not just steel and aluminum that people are trying to steal. No, instead, the Chinese have been going after intellectual property for some time. And apparently, enough is enough. A great example of co-opting intellectual property is what the Disney company does when they take folklore like Cinderella and turn it into a movie like Cinderella. Cinderella, or The Little Glass Slipper, is a folktale embodying a myth element of unjust oppression and triumphant reward. Thousands of variants are known throughout the world. You know, the earliest came from 7 BC by the Greek geographer Strabo. It's the story of Rhodopis. Might have all that pronunciation wrong, but this is a Greek slave girl who marries the king of Egypt. It's considered the earliest known variant of the Cinderella story. Hopefully, we get a Cinderella story or two this weekend. You know, it's not just railroads that make America great. It's ammunition. The United States is the number one buyer of ammunition in the entire world. Do you know who's number two? might surprise you to find out it's Walt Disney World. That's right. The Disney company buys more ammunition than anyone except the United States military for all their fireworks at all their parks worldwide. Here's another fun fact. Do you know who buys the most fish in the world? It's McDonald's. Yeah, that filet of fish is made up of fish from around the world. Josh, 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 and around. This is your boy, Johnny J, over here on the west coast of Florida. As I've told you in private, not only do I love this show, but also I feel like I need to confess publicly that I was the pantser in your recent pantsing story. I am so sorry for any undue stress that that may have caused you, but I do want to let it be known publicly that that came back cosmically in full force on me many years later during the latter stages of college or shortly thereafter when I actually double pantsed myself. I left a game of beer pong or flip cup or what have you and when I came back everyone had lost several articles of clothing so in an effort to even things up because I'm a fair guy I went hey here we go grab my shorts down they went and down went the boxers too and there I was full Monty so sorry buddy but like I said it comes full circle love ya cheers overdue confessions and karmic retribution all here on Josh and Around. Basketball shorts are the new men's jammies. All the cool dudes are wearing basketball shorts to bed these days. And we have the Michigan Wolverines of the mid-90s to thank. Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, here's to you guys. Too bad you fell just a bit short of your one shining moment. But you know, it's on the comeback or chubs, right? The John Stockton era basketball shorts. I might have to grab a pair. They didn't have any at the Magic game last night, or I'd already be showing some upper thigh. When it comes to intellectual property, One Shining Moments author David Barrett must love this time of year because I'm sure he gets crazy checks in the mail. One Shining Moment is the song traditionally played once the NCAA tournament champion is crowned and they cut down the nets. 
This song has a funny history. Barrett wrote the song in 1986 after watching Larry Bird play on TV at a bar called the Varsity Inn in East Lansing, Michigan. He wrote the song down on a napkin the next day, stating that the song came fully formed and all the lyrics just wrote themselves. He passed the song along to a high school friend who worked as an investigative journalist for CBS Sports, who in turn passed it to CBS Sports creative director, Doug Towery. Towery planned to air the song at the end of Super Bowl 21, but that game went long and CBS had to debut a new primetime show. So Towery saved the song until Indiana beat Syracuse in the 1987 NCAA tournament. One shining moment had its debut and we've had a festive basketball tradition ever since. And now we're gonna throw a lob pass deep in the corner to try and beat the buzzer on this episode. It all happened so fast. You know, we spoke about legendary presidents of the United States of America. We talked about peaches, but I'm gonna refrain from playing that song. You know what I'm talking about. Madness, a state of frenzy or chaotic activity. I'm sure it's happening right now. I haven't looked at any scores, but I bet my bracket be busted and it's not even sometime on a Thursday afternoon. You know, it was my last day being 38 probably for the best. One of these days, I'll have to leave childish things to children, but I hope that's no time soon. I'm just going to keep on kicking, putting my balls through those peach baskets until I make my way or go mad trying. Hey, I'll see you next time. We'll try and bust some brackets all the same, and hopefully we get to cut sounds some nets when we're done. Did you catch all that? If not, I'll do it again the next time we start joshing around.